The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. There's really no other way of saying it. Rob Thomas is a superstar. Of course, the lead singer of Matchbox 20 with countless hits. He also worked with Santana on the super hit Smooth back in 1999. And he's had a a very lengthy and successful solo career as well. Now, I feel incredibly lucky to have had the opportunity to sit down with Rob Thomas and chat. Uh, Where am I catching you today? Is this uh, kind of a home studio you got going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm here at my house in New York. Um, We're kind of getting everything together. My uh, my tour bus shows up in a couple days, and i got to load everything onto it. And then uh, it'll head out to Vancouver, and then I'll meet it later. So we're kind of in that weird... Limbo. We call it pendencia. It's that little that little time where you know where you, you get uh, so much is about to happen. So, what do you got to do between now and touring? Because that's coming up quick. You know, it's funny because it's really all practical things. You want to make sure that you have like all the stuff that you need that you're going to want on the bus for the next couple months. Like, you know, how much wine do we want? Probably a lot. Let's load that on there. Right. Let's make sure you have bedding. Let's make sure you have, you know, uh, stuff because we uh, we have our own bus. So it's just like me and my wife on the bus. So you want to make sure that for, we have a, a washer and dryer on there. So make sure that we have, you know, laundry detergent. Like it's really boring stuff right up until the first show. Everything else is just like, you know, it's like a, a kid going to college and getting stuff for the dorm. So that's all the prep stuff, but much like, you know, summer vacation and you want to do everything that you can before school starts, what are the things that you have to do before the tour starts? Because you're going to be gone for a while. Honestly, there's a lot of friends that you want to, you know what I mean? Like, because you got to say goodbye to like a whole piece of life. So like, you know, want to make sure that that you see your friends and your family and you have some dinners and you, you you know, do some nice meetups and and, uh, and and doctor's appointments. You want to make sure, you know, like you go to the dentist because you don't want to be out on the road and have something explode in your mouth because I've had that happen. Like, it's it really, it's funny, like all the things. And I've, listen, last time I toured was 2019. Uh, my wife, we've been together for 24 years. She's been doing it with me since then. Uh, and so it's just like, you just kind of get this, rhythm in your mind, you know, and, and it just makes perfect sense. Like, okay, the bus will be here. We need two days to load it up. Then the bus will go out there. Like it's, it's just all kind of like runs like a machine. Are you excited to be back touring or is it kind of like one of the necessary evils? No, I, mean, I for me, everything else is, is you do so you can tour. Right. You know, you make the record and you promote the record and you do videos and you do TV shows and you do all that so you get a chance to tour at the end of it. Yeah. Well, I, I do have some more questions about the tour coming up and some of the new music. Before I get there, though... Little Wonders was my grad song, and I know that dates me a little bit here. That was my high school grad song. I'm oh, sure that's awesome. I'm sure I'm not the only person to say something like that to you. What does that mean as a musician to have those connections uh, with people and to have been a part of you know some of those big moments in people's lives? I th- honestly, it's it's the best part. I um, mean, you know, of being a songwriter, of being a Matchbox, of the solo stuff, you know, with Carlos. Like every everything is. We've been a kind of a band, I think, because we write songs that are about people and people's interaction with people and relationships, not just romantic, but familial and platonic and, you know, and, and everything in between and just how people relate to each other. And so our songs have wound up for a lot of people's birthday parties and a lot of weddings and funerals and, and, and you know, occasions in people's lives. And so being kind of a part of that fabric is as a songwriter is like the most, uh, I think, gratifying part of knowing that like your songs are a part of people's lives in the same way that my favorite songs are a part of mine, you know? Uh, and so that's your only hope every time you make a record is like, you just want to make sure that you walk away from that whole experience with another brick in the wall so that when you could like, you know, I like Matchbox did our last record 11 years ago. And yeah. like, I think we had two singles off of it. We had She's So Mean and Overjoyed. 
if we play a show now, people want to hear She's So Mean and Overjoyed has been at so many people's weddings and like the first dance and stuff like that. So for me, we, that record has some bricks in the wall. So you just hope that like this record will have some of those as well. So that we'll walk away and I'll be talking to you in a few years when we tour again and be like, oh, people can't wait to hear Wild Dogs, you know, <laughs> or, you know, this song was at somebody's wedding. Yeah, 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 for sure. Talking of some of the older music, I mean, um, Smooth with uh, Santana there. It was such a banger when it came out. It's also very much of its time. What do you think of a project like that now, so many years later? I, I think like most, anything recorded, when you look back on it, like it's easy for me just to hear decisions that we didn't make, right? <laughs> or like how we could do things differently. But as a song to play live, it has a beautiful magic every night and every time you do it. It's taken this whole journey. It was, it was, it was like this big song and it ate the world for a minute. And then we all got sick of it for a little while. <laughs> sure. And then it became like a parody of itself with, with a bunch of memes, you know, and all these little, like, little viral things. And then, yeah. and now it's just kind of there. And the best part of the whole thing was, you know, it was 23 years ago. Carlos and I have become, you know, he's like one of my, my closest friends in the world. We were just like, we're constantly, our wives make fun of us because we're always texting each other, <laughs> you know, stupid stuff, especially when we're on the road. A lot of great relationships and other things came out of that. Like because of that, I got to work with Mick Jagger. And because of that, I got to work with Willie Nelson. And because of that, I got to, to write for Mary J. Blige and Seal and all these other people. Uh, none of those things would have happened had I not done that. So that was a really big, I think, hinge moment in, in my life and career. Well, and it's kind of fun. Like I know that obviously when we look back at stuff, we think, oh, that's dated. But I think with fashion and music and everything that is art, it's fun to look back and to see a time period. And for you to be able to do that now, you've been in the business long enough to be able to say that was part of that time period. This is part of this time period. And this new stuff uh, is totally new and fits the time period we're in. It's kind of fun to look back at that, isn't it? I think so. And, you know, like our life, it's, it's, it's our life, right? So like yeah. when we have conversations with each other, even with our families or the other guys in the band, it always centers around like, like, when did that happen? And we'll be like, oh, that was like mad season. Remember like Matt's during the mad season period, you yeah. know? And like, like we just go by albums and tours. That's how our entire life is kind of set up. And also I think that, you know, not everybody gets to be nostalgia. Right. You know I mean, like not everybody gets to, to, to A, rise to a place where you can be or then stick around long enough where people, you know, can come to your show and get nostalgic about it. Like, I think, you know, it's a it's a gift. Getting older is a gift that not everybody has. And uh, and being older and being able to still do this is also a gift that a lot of people don't get. So it's never really lost on us. Totally. Uh, again, we are coming up to some of the new music, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, but on a more personal note, I know that uh, uh, you and your wife have been through, you know, a lot in, in your marriage, specifically with some of the medical stuff going on. I would just want to know about kind of how music was a part of that journey and how that was a part of uh, you guys going through this all. I think, you know, as a writer, music is always a catharsis for, for anything that you're going through. You know, when I lost my mother, writing songs helped me kind of get through that. When, when there's a lot of songs directly, songs like Ever the Same and songs like Her Diamonds that are kind of directly about what my wife and I have gone through. But you also leave a little room for interpretation, right? If, if I want, when I'm writing about something that my wife and I are going through, I'm not writing about that thing. You're writing about the residual emotion and you're writing about how that thing made you feel because that might be something that you can relate to. You know, you might have something in your life that's going on that makes you feel that way. So if you, if something's happening in your life and I can't explain to you how I feel about it, it, it's easier with a melody and it's easier with a turn of phrase and it's easier if you put a little color into it. And then you can be like, Oh, you know, I, I'm going through that myself. 
I'm going through something different, but I have that emotion and I know how that feels. Right. Well, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. In the end, some of the stuff that you wrote in those times probably have helped other people go through some of those exact same experiences without you knowing about it, I'd imagine, anyways. Yeah, and, and it was purely selfish because I was just doing it to help myself. <laughs> right. right. Hey, it's always good when it comes around and helps everybody. Okay, so Matchbox 20, like you said, 11 years since you guys have released a, a studio album. And I know that you've done a number of solo projects since then. What's it like to be back with the, with the whole team? It's good. You know, we toured in 2017 just for our 20th anniversary. We didn't have any new music. It was just like a, you know, a victory lap. And, uh, <laughs> well, we, and we were never going to make another record. Our whole plan was we were just going to tour every couple of years and maybe put out a song or two. Um, it was just because of the whole lockdown for a couple of years, then three years of not going out with fans kind of holding tickets and waiting. We just felt like it, maybe we owed another record, you know, and we were all, we're always, I'm always writing. Uh, so it, it seemed like something that, that was, that was due. And then we started writing, started putting songs together, realized that we had stuff that we really, really liked. Like when I was out with him in, in 2017, it was, the, it was one of the best times I've ever had, you know? Like the good thing about it is, you know, after we've been together almost 30 years, yeah. uh, most of us, and we, we genuinely like each other. You know what I mean? Like, not that we don't fight, but families fight. Uh, but we always have each other's back and we really do love each There's a love there and we have a really good time. And I don't know a group of people that's an easier laugh. You know what I mean? Like, you have, everybody has friends like that where there's a certain chemistry that happens. And when you get together, you can't not laugh and you just make each other crack up all the time. And so that's what like the entire tour is for us. We're just literally in a little, you know, bubble of our own. It, it, it's, a, it's a gift to be able to have that. So needless to say, you're excited to hang out with the guys again? Oh, I'm never going to see them. I'm just going to be on my bus the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but we, but, but you know, but we have our assistants talk to each other, and then right. we're funny jokes back and forth. So you know, it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how you preserve the relationship, right? Is to go through lawyers. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I have my people call their people. <laughs> but thirty years. I mean, thirty years, and and it's not just a, it's not just a friendship. I mean, there's something corporate about it, right? You're a team. You're a business. It's a little bit like uh, like a thirty year marriage, isn't it? Kind of. It is. I mean, you know, it's funny. The only we've never really had a personal fight. I think the only time we've ever had fights, they're about creative differences or scheduling right. things or, you know, it's always it's, it's always that thing, especially as you get older. You know, you're the, like Paul had a great thing where he said, you know, the things you want in your 20s are not the same things that you want in your 50s. And as when you're young, it's it's everything. Everything is in service of the band. Every relationship you have has to give a backseat to it. Everything in your family has to take a backseat because you're trying to get something off the ground that's a behemoth that that shouldn't fly. Yeah. And you you want to make it fly. Then as you get older, you know you 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 have families. You get married. You have kids. You have other gardens that mean as much to you as that band does. And so the band becomes really really important. But now it has to find a way to work into your lives as opposed to the other way around. And so I think we've been really, really good at doing that, which is why maybe we take a lot longer to make a record because right. I want to go off and do some solo things and the guys know that that's important to me. And then in between, we want to take breaks because we want to be with our family and that's important to us. And so as long as when we get together and do something, we're proud of it, we don't care how long it takes to do it. Yeah, and fans will enjoy it when you do. Tell me about Wild Dogs just released a couple of days ago. Tell me about that song. Uh, so Wild Dogs was the last song we recorded for the record. Uh, we, we were almost done, and then this just kind of popped out at the last second. Uh, it's really just about, you know, when, like when I was young, I was a misfit kid. I didn't know where I kind of fit in. I didn't know who my others were. 
And when you finally find them, it's this other group of misfits. That's like a good liberating feeling when you find like your group of people. And for me, it was a bunch of, you know, they were probably drama kids. Uh, you know, they were all listening to The Cure and Joy Division and Depeche Mode and they were eyeliner and they, uh, they were way more sensitive than the other kids and they smoked <laughs> cigarettes across the street from school with a scowl on their face. Right. Uh, but those are my people. And I think, you know, that's, <clears throat> there's a line in there, like there's a world outside that's waiting saying, come on. Like, that was a literal reference to being a teenager and like having your friends come to your window at like one o'clock in the morning and knock on the window and be like, come on, we're going to go outside. Let's go. Let's go. Like, uh, that was a great feeling. And I continued it for the rest of my life. I think that's why I, why I gravitated towards musicians and kind of the gypsy lifestyle of traveling around the world with, with your friends playing music. Like it's, it's still just a group of misfits. Now we're just older misfits. I love that. Love that. Also, uh, ended up with the drama kids when I was in school. But I mean, the thing is, I think that that's a story that relates to almost everybody because even if you didn't end up with that group, there was always a group you ended up with and, uh, you always I felt think, you know, like if, the outside. Even popular kids, like, you know, if you're, if you were, you were, maybe you were the, the captain of the football team, that was still your group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, and that still completed you to be able to find people that, that, you know, that just share the same kind of vision that you did. Where the Light Goes, tell me about how this album, just as your music has kind of changed over the years and where this one kind of lands on that spectrum. Well, so uh, Where the Light Goes was probably uh, the first song that we knew was going to be on this record, mostly because back when we thought we were only going to record a couple songs, this was one of those songs. And so I had had a demo of it and sent it to Kyle and Kyle did, did like a whole demo with his guitar and bass and drums and like really, you know, built it up. And when he sent it back to me, I was just like, this sounds like Matchbox 20. <laughs> like I, I got it. Like there was that, that kind of alchemy that goes into my writing style with Kyle's interpretation of it and the way that, you know, the way that he hears my music. We've been doing that. That's what we've been doing for this, for this, you know, three decades. So like when I heard it, that song was like a flagship moment of like, Oh, this is why when I'm solo, I sound like this. And this is why I sound like this when I'm with Matchbox 20, because all those ingredients kind of go into it. Uh, and so I think, you know, it, it made sense later on that that would be the album title. Love it. Very much looking forward to the whole album being released. And of course, the tour. Thank you for giving your time to us, Rob. And thank you for chatting. Kenton, thank you, man. I appreciate you.